Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. So one of my friends wrote recently about how she had attempted to have a prayer meeting for her pastoral search committee, and it really hadn't gone very well. <laughs> and so I, I want to talk about this for just a little bit. Like, how do you start to change a culture of prayer? So first of all, I love the gutsiness of saying, hey, we normally have an hour-long meeting. Um, let's just pray for an hour, especially to a group of people that you've never prayed with before, really. And so <laughs> I love that sense of fearlessness, like let's just dive in. That said, it could be that, as with many things, it's actually a little easier if you start a little smaller. So um it could be that if there's a meeting where there is business to attend to, that you say, you know what, let's spend the first 10 minutes of this meeting in prayer and pra- or in praise. So we know that the scripture says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And so then you say, you know what, why don't we all pick a verse out of, and then you can pick whatever passage of scripture you want. You could even just say, let's all take this specific verse and we'll praise the Lord out of it. So one of the one of my personal favorites, I think Psalm 103 is very beautiful. Forget not all his benefits, who heals or who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with glory and honor, it, something like that anyway. And then it keeps going. I mean, it's like, here's this amazing list of the beautiful things that the Lord does. And so I, I think it's also a passage to wrestle with because While I totally believe that the Lord does forgive all my sins, we can all recognize that the second line, he heals all our diseases on some level and in an eternal sense, that's true. But what does that look like in this world where we don't always get the healings we're praying for, hoping for, or even expecting for? So I recognize that that's, that's maybe a slightly challenging passage to pray, but it's also very beautiful to say, no, this is just the benefits package that the Lord gives. In any case, the point is not to argue that Psalm 103 is actually the best place of prayer for everybody in the whole world to begin with, but you get to pick a passage and then everybody goes everywhere with their phone. So they could pull up their phone and say, all right, here we are. We're all in Psalm 100. That would maybe be a little bit less controversial. You could do Psalm 23 and say, what what verse is actually hitting you? And we'll just pray out of that. And so if I was leading a live meeting, it might be like, this is Amy, just because unless you're in a group of people where you really know everybody really well, it can be nice to share names just to help remind people who you are. And then I would read my verse of scripture and I would say a prayer about that. Like, Oh Lord, in Psalm 23, we're pretending that we're already in Psalm 23 here in this particular prayer. Lord, in Psalm 23, in the Passion Translation, it says that you, one of the alternative reads is that you lead us on the circular paths of righteousness. And Lord, I love this picture of the sheep spiraling their way up the mountain. And that so that even though it might feel like in some ways you're trotting the same territory again and again, that that's not a problem, that we're actually going higher with you and that we're being fed all the time. And so thank you, Jesus, for that beautiful picture of what the walk of faith looks like. I give you praise. So then at the end of that 10 minutes or something, then then you could say, okay, well, thank you, Jesus. We welcome your presence here. Let's go ahead and commence our meeting. 
So now you've established a basic structure. Nobody needs to be intimidated because it's pretty easy to read a verse of scripture and then pray a personal thought related to that verse. So that's all well and good. But if in the case of my friend, she was an all in kind of person and wanted to go for an hour, then one of the things that was really helpful for me that Bob taught me was you can break a prayer meeting into segments. So, you know, in my mind, (laughs) before Bob, I would be like, okay, if I'm going to pray with a friend for an hour, we're just going to like bounce ideas off of each other. And we could do that if there's two people. But if you add a third, it kind of makes a little awkward, you know, like, okay, who's going next? And maybe you're more comfortable praying with one person than another. Then if you get to a group of six or seven, you know, probably one or two of those people has never prayed aloud in public before. So that can be pretty awkward. So in a case of, say, seven people, if you're going to pray for an hour, I would say, okay, I'm coming with a general outline of what I want to do. So I'm going to start with a prayer with praise and thanksgiving. That's going to be my first segment. Then maybe I will have three additional segments that we'll pray into for 15 minutes each. Or maybe I would have five segments and we'll just pray like, probably not five, that would be a lot, but three time, three segments. So one of them would be for maybe the sustaining of the congregation currently. The second one might be for wisdom on the selection process. And the third one maybe would be about uh, looking for the pastor or the, the, the ease of transition with the new pastor and revival breakout among the congregants. That maybe wasn't even the best options, but I feel like asking for wisdom is always a good thing. Asking for more of more knowledge of the Lord and revival in people is also always a good thing. And uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know, asking for comfort and sustaining and strength for the weary is also always going to be a good option. So there's, this is not meant to be prescriptive. It's meant to be like, generally, what could I imagine? And So when you have a 15-minute segment, it allows everybody to speak once, maybe twice. And if you come with certain scriptures, like, here are some ideas. The reality is we can search for these things at all times. If you're like, what are some good scriptures about comfort? The Google will tell you the answer. It's amazing. And so that would be how I would probably choose to run a longer meeting, just because it is helpful for people to have some structure. And then the way that Bob and I always end our calls is that we end with a blessing because we want people who have participated in prayer with us to actually receive a gift as they go. So that would be the end of of the time. But, you know, I would also expect it to be just a little bit crunchy. Like anything that we do that is uh, new and unfamiliar, the first few times are going to be hard. Like They're going to be rough and that's fine. You just enter into that and say, oh, that's just part of trying new things. That's part of driving in a new area of town. You maybe get lost a little bit. That's part of trying to learn a new subject. You don't understand it all right away. You have to read certain sections more than once. Yeah. So Jesus, I thank you for that. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.